Hi, everyone. This is Krista, and welcome to Kratom Sobriety. This is episode 16, and this week's interview is with Fritz. Fritz is a retired attorney who has battled Kratom since 2017, when he was introduced to it as something to help with energy and motivation. Fritz suffered adverse cardiovascular effects that he covers in the interview. He has now maintained over seven months of sobriety from Kratom and employs a recovery program influenced by various 12-step fellowships, Kratom support groups, positive lifestyle choices, and spiritual practices. Today we're doing something a little different. Charlie is taking a much-deserved break this week, and I have Jacob, who shared his story on episode 11, here with me to co-host. How are things going in your world right now, Jacob? They're going great, Krista. Thanks for uh, having me back. It's it's good to uh, to meet you and excited to, to have a little discussion here with you. So yeah, things have been good ever since my podcast a couple weeks ago. Still, you know, maintaining sobriety and doing well. So I'm happy about that. Good, awesome. Today, Jacob and I are going to discuss a few for a few minutes ways that kratom addiction is similar to and ways it differs from other substance addictions. A couple things that I was thinking the dependency that starts with kratom and other substances, other opioids especially, you know, becoming physically dependent on a substance. Yeah, very, very similar for me with alcohol, opiates, kratom, they all they all end, end up there if you take them far enough. Right, absolutely. I feel like there's a lot of, like, one of the things I noticed too with, like, my kratom addiction was, like, a lot of obsessive thinking about it, like, preoccupation. So it was, like, physical dependence, but it was, like, psychological and in my head, you know, thinking about when I was going to dose again. And, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I had, I had the same experience. It totally takes over your, your thought process and you just hone in on like well when it's it's been three hours how much longer do I have to wait you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly um one of the things I know everybody you know experiences is the fun joys of tolerance that blew me away with kratom addiction I mean I was like you know I couldn't believe how quickly I built up such a high tolerance oh same with me it went through the the roof and it was rather quickly it was like within a couple months it was you know you know started it like 10 to 15 grams. And then before you know it, you're 50, 100. It was crazy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's like, cause you know, in Florida here, there's so many kava bars. I know exactly like what the, if you're drinking a beverage, for example, like say I'm drinking a nitro, you know, they have those nitro brews or like a Mm -hmm. tea, like you never knew like what was even in it. Like how many grams it's like, sometimes I would start the day and feel it. Sometimes I wouldn't even feel it at all. Too, I I only started on the, the powder for a little bit. Well, like the first year before I actually got addicted, and then when I found the extracts, that's when it really went to problems. But I didn't know at first. It wasn't until I googled it to see like how much was actually in there, and then I was like, wow, that is an astronomical amount of kratom that I never even thought about. Another thing it has in common, the withdrawal symptoms, very similar to like an opiate withdrawal to me. I, I, it might be a little milder in some ways crazy issues at night, feeling like the restless legs, tingling. I felt like I could feel the nerves in my arms and legs. Yeah, for me too. I was a chronic uh, relapser and I I went Mm -hmm. through it so many times. I I talked about this a little bit in the episode I was on, but for me, even it was a little bit stronger than an opiate. But I think that was more because of the mental aspect paired with the, the physical, but it has all those characteristics and 
you know, I went through, I've gone through alcohol withdrawal too, and I never, never drank 24 seven. So I would say it was worse. Kratom was definitely a little worse for me, but the anxiety and I mean, just the depression, I felt like, I mean, like all the dopamine in my brain was just, you know, it was hard. To, you couldn't even get it back to normal. It took for, it took a long time. Other couple of things that were, that I found very similar to, um, you know, being a poly substance addict to other things were impact on relationships. So I think just like alcohol, opiates, stimulants, and really any, any substance, if you use it to excess, you know, you start to put it in, put it in front of like, you know, friends and family. I, I isolated a lot, spent way, way more money than I care to admit on, on it. It was a point of friction as well. So for me, that was a, that was a similarity. I don't know if you had that experience. I think you mentioned with the, the kava bars and stuff, they get, they get pretty expensive too. Oh yeah. It was unreal. I mean, I, I probably could have I mean, you're you're talking about like what it cost me to pay for an apartment. I was spending yeah, probably same, more than that same. every month. You know, I mean, it, it's like I I think about it and I'm it makes me just <laughs> wretch. You know how expensive it is. I mean, actually, it's almost like worse. I mean, than I, I don't know the you know between the tolerance, the dependence the price of it, just get into this vicious cycle. It is definitely a vicious cycle. And I think the last thing is health risks. You know, some of this is a mm-hmm. lot, a lot of this is downplayed, particularly from the procreatum community. But um, for me, I had a lot of mental health problems. I know um, some people have reported liver damage. There's been reports of heavy metal toxicity, uh, seizures, all, all kinds of different things. And like any other substance, when you use it to excess, there can be health risk, both physical and mental. So I think that's very similar. I mean, it was like last week's episode, we had a couple of things on there about like the seizures, you know. There's like this prevailing viewpoint from the the pro community and sometimes even the just, just in general that like, oh, if, if someone's had a seizure or had those effects or even the, the deaths that have been attributed to it, that it's, it's, it's just one of many things that's in their system or they were, you know, addicted to other things too, or using other things. And there's, there's been some cases where all they've found is just the active ingredients in Kratom. So oh, absolutely like cardiotoxicity and the adverse cardiovascular effects. Oh, wow. Like, there's some stuff like that going on. I mean, Risk I mean, is is definitely real. Just so concerning because we don't really know enough about. Yeah, we're really we're guinea pigs. I mean, yeah, exactly. you know, People say, well, well, it's been used for thousands of years in you know in uh, Southeast Asia. It's like, yeah, but they're taking a leaf or two and putting it in tea. They're not taking thirty to a hundred grams a day. <laughs> exactly, every day for like <laughs> four for years. Years. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about some of the differences. The mechanism of interaction right the the main the main thing that's getting you going with kratom is obviously the interaction on the opioid receptors particularly the mu opioid receptors the difference with kratom is it's not just that there's like 25 i've heard anywhere from 25 to 40 different alkaloids in there and um i've also heard people say that it's very similar to tramadol i've known if you've ever i've only ever taken that once after post-operative surgery when I was stepping down from a, a harder um, opiate that they had me on to, I had some shoulder surgery uh, a couple years ago. But anyways, um, I found that that was the most similar in effect. So it has this like SSRI component to it. Um, so it can really feel like coming off multiple things at once, uh, which I think is why it can be difficult for people or one of the many reasons why. I think some of the other differences are like legal status, right? So Kratom mm-hmm. in a lot of places is, is legal. I think there's some states that 
it's it's not and then i know there's um countries obviously that it's not cool and, and a few others um across the globe i feel like too our whole treatment surrounding item i feel like is different than treatment programs detox programs admitted for opioids or for you know whatever the protocols exist for that i feel like kratom is a little bit newer like knowing yeah it definitely is like when i went to my primary care doctor she didn't really have any idea and then i went to a telehealth addiction provider service and um the doctor there was familiar with it but she had mentioned you know there's all she's treating quite a few people for it but it's relatively new and it is there they use very similar protocols to opioids but there's a there's a pretty decent difference there. It's perception that it's like, you know, natural and safe. And, you know, that perception is 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 not necess- not true, in my opinion. I'll just come out and say it. And then I think there's also a stigma towards people that are like saying we had this experience. Like I know Charlie mentions that a lot. I've kind of felt it too. If you go on the um, just Kratom subreddit, not the quitting Kratom subreddit, you'll get a lot of people saying, well, you know, that's just, you're just an addict or, you know, of course you use these crazy amounts and, you know, it's harmless. I've never had any withdrawals. I've taken it for 10 years, blah, 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 all this nonsense. So it's like, I don't, I think you're kind of stigmatizing us a bit. I think it, you know, not that, I mean, alcohol is readily available, obviously, you know, like here, when I go to the gas station, when I go to smoke shops, the kava bars, mm-hmm. just about anywhere, I mean, they're selling capsules or powder or, you know, whatever. So I feel like it's highly accessible, becoming more and more so online to get it. I mean, so get alcohol and drugs anywhere, obviously. I mean, you can always find what you need to find. But I feel like like the convenience stores and the gas stations, you know, it's just like right there, like right or like extract shots right beside five hour energy drinks. It seems almost deceptive in a way there. Here in in Maine and in New England in general, I haven't, it hasn't yet made it to the gas stations yet, but it's everywhere and all the smoke shops and head shops and signs all over the the road when you drive by places. So only super, super accessible. The last real difference for me, and this was like the weirdest one, was that like with my experience with a lot of other drugs like alcohol or, you know, harder opiates, et cetera, Kratom like really doesn't cause you to black out or not out like I could take in a huge amount and maybe I'd get a little sleepy or get nauseous that, that was mostly what happened to get nauseous get the wobbles and have to go lay down but it never like I could take and go to work and be fine I never had any like worry about being functional if you will now looking back in hindsight I wasn't obviously functioning as well as someone that wasn't on Kratom but it, it kind of you feel like you are and you can you feel like it's maybe this isn't so bad because it's not really, you know, causing me to black out. I'm not forgetting what I did the night before. I'm not, you know, making a scene. I'm not nodding out or anything like that. So it yeah. was it's a very strange substance in that way. Absolutely. I mean, I you know, I maintained it for quite some time and, and I mean the very fact that it's it's kind of marketed to help, you know, have a stimulant effect in low doses, you know, like to help you do this or that. And then in maybe higher doses, it has an analgesic or analgesic or pain relieving effect. Like it's it's marketed to like help you with whatever you're trying to do. I mean, yeah, it it is. It's a slow roll. It's very subtle. It's like, I don't know. It it took a while for me to get to the point where I was like, it really took a long, long time. Whereas like, 
know, alcohol did too, but you know, the progression was a lot yeah. slower. I, I think I had a lot of consequences with alcohol. I mean, oh, me like, too. I <laughs> me consequences, too. and I mean, that's another thing with kratom. You know, I didn't get arrested. I didn't lose my job. Nope. I didn't get kicked out of my house. I mean, you know, like I had financial and all kind, you know, emotional. Yeah, kept the same job. I was, you know, you you could rationalize much easier that I'm functional, you know, than when I've yeah, I think that's... In the past or when I've really been on an alcohol bender, you know what I mean? It's harder to justify that those are, you know, you're doing as okay as on Kratom. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like I got to the point with, with alcohol, I had the similar experience with alcohol, but I got to the point where like, I, I know for a fact, like I, if I go out and drink again, it's, it's going to end poorly, most likely probably death or, or God only knows what, but um, with with kratom, you know, it never really got to that point. Um, it it just was its own terrible hell in a different way. Yes, I know the word that comes up with it a lot. I've heard like in, I, I mean, on the podcast and just in, in, you know, some of the groups and stuff is anguish. I love that. You know, like mental yeah. anguish. I feel like anguish <laughs> is such a perfect description for it you know i agree 100 percent. yeah it's it's a very very good term for uh yeah. for what happens <laughs> there's 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 lots of differences lots of similarities we'll go ahead and move on to the interview of the episode Hi, this is Krista, and today's interview is with Fritz. Fritz, let's start off today by having you tell us about yourself. Yeah, hi, Krista. Yeah, my name is Fritz, and I'm a recovering a um, kratom addict, and I'm 62 years old. I'm an attorney, and I um, ran my own law firm since 1998. I'm retired. I just retired this year in June of 2023. I live in St. Louis, uh, Missouri with my wife and we've been happily married for 34 years. I have two adult children who are successful. I enjoy um, exercising, uh, lifting weights, uh, swimming, and um, spending time with my wife and our mini golden doodle. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a recovering alcoholic and an addict. I, um, I um, currently work a 12-step program. I attend uh, AA, CMA, and Al-Anon meetings, I have two sponsors, and I also sp sponsor people in uh, in the programs. Okay, excellent. What is your Kratom abstinence date, Fritz? Yes, my uh, Kratom abstinence date is January 3, 2023, a little over okay. seven months. Yeah, right on. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. What was your first exposure to Kratom, and how, how did tell us a little bit about that. How did that go for you? Yeah, well, thanks, Krista. Yeah, my uh, first exposure to Kratom was in 2017. I had been struggling to get off of uh, crystal methamphetamine uh, for a number of years and kept relapsing. And I was having real problems with motivation, uh, energy. And so, and I was trying to keep my law practice running. So I uh, went into a, um, went into a Kratom store in the fall of 2017 and uh, was looking for a way to increase my energy and bought some Kratom. They suggested I take five grams uh, to start, and it was powder. And I started off with the five grams. It didn't really do anything, then quickly went up to 10 grams, and then noticed some boost in my energy. 
and motivation. Um, I do have a history of struggling with uh, other substances. My family also has a history of alcoholism. My mother's an alcoholic, and uh, I went into rehab to try to get off of crystal meth in 2013 and stayed off of it for a year or so, and then I relapsed and kept relapsing up until 2017, and that's when I found Kratom. It did help me uh, for a while, but then it stopped helping me. I've not used any methamphetamine since September 14, 2017, and haven't and I've been completely clean and sober since January 3, 2023. Yeah, that's interesting. The um, When I found Kratom myself, I, I never was educated about like the, you know, the lower strength for stimulant properties. Like I kind of went like straight to getting more sedative effects. I, I, I never really knew about that. That's interesting. I, I, when I finally found out about that, I was like, wow, <laughs> I didn't even realize like it's big in the kava bars to have like the white strain, the red strain and the green strain. And they say like one is, you know, red is for like pain relief and white is euphoric and or green is euphoric and white is like stimulant. But I always, yep. I don't know. I always wondered like, was there, you know, any truth to that whole thing or. <laughs> I always bought the white strain, always white strain. I was yeah, always, I always bought stimulant. the red. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and so, and it did help, but, um, but over time it gradually did not, did not help any and actually had the opposite effect where I was, I would just get exhausted so quickly. And I, I would have to keep using the Kratom just to get back to any level of, uh, of energy whatsoever. When did Kratom start to become a problem for you? Would you well, yeah, that's an interesting question. You know, I didn't really notice Kratom. It is such a, a slow, had such a slow and subtle effect on me that I didn't really notice it. But what I first noticed was about two years after I had started using it, I went on vacation with my family down to Myrtle Beach and I ran out of Kratom. And I didn't think it was going to be any big deal until I tried to go to sleep at night. And then my legs, I started just having restless legs and involuntary limb movements. Oh my gosh. And so, the next morning I woke up and I, I said, well, I'm going to the gym. And I ran off. I found, I Googled a local Kratom store and went and bought some. And then I thought, oh my God, this is something that I've got to stop because when I don't use it, it, it has all of these horrible withdrawal effects. Mm -hmm. And from that point forward, I started realizing that my Kratom use had escalated to like 30 grams a day or more. I really didn't keep track of it, Chris. I would just gulp all this, um, this powder and I'd even buy these little oblate discs, which are like little wafers and then wrap it up in that and then drink it down. I would use it multiple times each day. I ended up buying kilos of powder over the internet and I was buying like a kilo every month and a half, sometimes toward the end, like every month. So it was an incredible amount. You know, my sleep started getting disrupted. It was so bad at the end that I couldn't, I would sleep for like two hours, then I'd wake up and have to use Kratom again because my legs would start would start moving around and I, I just couldn't sleep or get comfortable. I decided to quit in 2022. What happened was in May of 2022, my wife intercepted my kilo of Kratom. You know, all this time I'm keeping a secret of, of, what I, of my use. You know, I'm sponsoring guys in, in AA. I'm working the steps with them, but I realized there's this problem with Kratom that I really have not addressed. And I've not told anybody in my recovery community about it. I haven't told my wife. 
And so she intercepted the prayer and she was like, what in the hell is this? You've been lying to everyone about your use. You've been saying you've been sober. You've lied to me. You've lied to our family. You shouldn't be sponsoring people. You know, you need to get off this stuff now. So I told her, okay, I'm going to taper off of this. I had been seeing a psychiatrist for addiction who's got a specialty in addiction counseling. And he, you know, I did not tell him about it until after my wife intercepted my packages. And when I told him I was using Kratom, he said, oh my God. He said, uh, he said, do you want to quit? And I said, yes, I definitely want to quit. And he said, it's like using a benzo. Your withdrawals are going to be like withdrawing from an opiate, a benzo and a stimulant at the same time. He only had one patient of his who tried to get off Kratom and he said he went into inpatient detox and threw and punched a hole in the wall and then discharged himself. And he has said, I haven't seen him since. So he suggested I try to taper and I tried to taper from May of 2022 until December of 2022. And it was crazy. I mean, it was, um, I failed at, at numerous attempts at that. So, so you tried tapering for a while and it didn't really work for you. You know, I got that it, you know, I could, I can't say it didn't work um, because I don't know what my withdrawals would have been like if I just tried to come off of the 30 grams a day right down to nothing. So I, I would go down, I'd gradually decrease my dosage and I'd get down to like 13 grams a day. And then Mm -hmm. something would happen in my life where I'd get stressed or something was going on with my job. And then I would justify to myself that I would use just a little bit more just for today. And I yeah. would do that. And then I would gradually escalate back up to 25 or 30 grams. And then I start coming down again. No, you're okay. Um, I mean, the progression of Kratom, I think is, you know, it's, it's alarming. I mean, how much it's similar to like other, you know, heavier quote unquote drugs or, or, you know, it, it just kind of blows me away. And, and just listening to you when you said that it wasn't while you were using it that you realized it was completely out of control because it is slow and it is subtle. It was more the the absence of having it when the withdrawals kicked in and you like why I was able to maintain a few years because with substances in my past that, you know, narcotics, I I couldn't maintain that amount of time, but with Kratom, I mean, I could go to work, I could do this, I could do that. I mean, I thought I was functioning. Obviously, now I look back and I realize I wasn't very well. You know, in December of 2022, when my wife told me, she said, you're done with this taper. You need to stop right now or you're out. And she said, I cannot continue to live with you the way you are. And I thought, what is wrong with the way I am? I mean, I thought I was doing fine. And she's, you know, and she said, you don't travel. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to join me for activities. You, you know, you're just not the same person. And, and I thought, oh my God, I had no idea. But when I thought about it and after I, I quit, I realized I, all of my interests were just narrowing down to just when was I going to get great? And when, how long was I, how much more did I need to take that day? How, you know, if we, if we were ever going to, travel anywhere. I had to make sure I had bags of it in hidden in the wheel wells of the car. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was just, it was just craziness. And, and, but all my life, it was just controlled by my Kratom usage. And I didn't even realize it. She insisted I quit. And then I, I quit on December. My last day was December or January 2, 2023. And then I went into withdrawals January 3rd. And oh my God, it was just, it was just horrible. I, I could not believe how bad the withdrawals were. I laid in bed. 
I say I laid in bed. My my I had uncontrollable limb movements and I had severe pain. The pain was so bad, Krista, that I could actually feel it in my bones. I you know, I'd been through some shit in my life and I had been through surgeries and I went through a meth withdrawal. This was so bad. I I thought well, I still think I would rather have both my arms broken than go through that Kratom withdrawal again. And it, I didn't sleep for a week and a half. My heart went into tachycardia where it was just racing and then it would just flutter. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't sleep. And then I, you know, I was just miserable. My, I had severe depression, anxiety. It was just, it was unbelievable. Experienced a lot of that. I felt like I could feel the nerves in my arms and my legs, the restlessness. I mean, it was the nights were, you know, I could kind of get through the day, but the nights were the worst for me. It's pretty Same brutal here. withdrawal for what you get out of it when you think about it. What it, so the heart problems? It caused some heart problems for you. I'd been using for a number of years, and in 2018. I was jogging and, you know, I like to exercise and I was jogging. And then all of a sudden I just felt like I was going to pass out. And I thought, oh, I'm just pushing myself too hard. And then I would get on the spinning bike and something similar would happen where I would really be exerting myself. And then all of a sudden I just felt like I was dizzy and I was going to pass out. I thought, well, I'm just getting old. So I didn't think anything of it until I went to see my primary care physician and he took my pulse and he said, do you feel okay? And I said, yeah, I feel okay. Well, I had gone into a um, atrial flutter which is an arrhythmia, so I had an irregular heartbeat. I didn't associate it with the kratom use at all. Cardioverted me, which is the shock your heart back into regular rhythm, and, and it went back into regular rhythm for a while. But as my usage increased with my kratom, my heart kept going back into arrhythmia. And then when I quit, like I said, I went into tachycardia. And I was, you know, and, and I called my cardiologist and he said, you're going to need an ablation procedure and we're not going to do it until you've been off this stuff for, for a while. I went on PubMed and there's an article that I, I had sent to you earlier that talks about the cardiotoxicity and the effects mm -hmm. that Kratom has on your heart. And I had no idea, idea, but it affected my heart. And actually, I, I now suffer from a degree of heart failure as a result of that. Fortunately, the ablation procedure got me back into regular rhythm, but I'm still on heart medication because of it. But it just... There's so many things that are unknown about Kratom and the medical community is just finding out, just like that article that I, I'd sent you about how Kratom, the effects it has on your heart and other organs and limb, you know, other organ systems, I had not even, I had no idea about. I had no idea about until, until I experienced it myself. There's different ways of, I mean, using Kratom too. You know, I feel like I was using powder for a while and I always wondered, like, I mixed mine in, in lemonade and just drank it. I mean, it was very, you know, chalky and awful, but I always wondered, like, I mean, how did the organs even break that down? Like, you, you know, like versus a brood tea versus a capsule versus, a, you know, a shot or an extract. You know, the creative industry is making money hand over fist and, and it really is an unregulated industry. And here you've got an addictive drug that they don't have to advertise as an addictive drug. People are just like me going in there and buying it. And the next thing you know, they're addicted. They can't stop. Bought it online. They give me discounts. You know, they send me extra. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I'm getting all these bonuses. Yeah. I, I'm a gold, absolutely. I'm a gold member and I didn't even, I didn't even sign up to be a gold member. Right. And it's an herbal supplement. It's safe, you know. It's a pre-workout. <laughs> you tried the taper. You went cold turkey like once your wife. Yep. 
Did you use any medication at any point? Yes, I did. I used medication and was prescribed by my psychiatrist. He suggested that I might need to be on Suboxone, but I, I asked him to see if we could avoid that because it is addictive and I didn't want to fall into becoming addicted to another substance. So what he prescribed was uh, clonidine, uh, which helped with my anxiety and helped with my sleep, ropinerol, which uh, helped with my restless legs, and gabapentin, which also helped with my restless legs, some trazodone to help me sleep. And so, so that really helped me. And I, I continue to take the clonidine and the gabapentin regularly. He also informed me that I was going to be in post-acute withdrawal syndrome for a couple of years. And so I, I still experience some tension and some anxiety, but it's not anything like it was. It kind of comes and goes. It'll show up sometimes unexpectedly. And I still think I do have some depression symptoms from it, but. But it, I continue to improve, and I'm hoping that gradually I'll be able to get off of that, off of those meds. So I, I did use and I continue to use medication-assisted treatment, and it helps me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was in the 12-step community, and the thing that really helped me in, in quitting and staying quit like I am right now is those 12-step meetings. And, um, you know, uh, I'm in AA, I'm also in Crystal Meth Anonymous, and I'm also in Al-Anon. And so I knew that when I quit Kratom, the 12 steps, working the 12 steps, and I'm talking about working them, going to meetings, you know, having a sponsor, um, doing the prayer and meditation, it got me through the crystal meth addiction. And if it could get me beyond that, it could get me beyond the Kratom addiction. And one thing that really helped me in the 12 step meetings was I belonged to a group that every, it's their tradition at the beginning of the meeting for everyone to go around the room and say their their sobriety date. In May of 2022, when I confessed that I'd been addicted to Kratom, I no longer had a sobriety date. So I would say, my name is Fritz and I have a desire to stop using. And every week I would attend that meeting and say, my name is Fritz and I had a desire to stop using. And it was, it was that being honest, being accepted, being encouraged by the group, and also recognizing that when I'd said that, that I had a desire and that I, I was I was making my way toward quitting. And when I first announced my sobriety date, I, I, the whole room was a round of applause for me. And, it, and it's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's just a great experience. And I'd gone to a number of meetings when I was just totally miserable in my first 30 and 60 days, 90 days. And I would share about how miserable I felt. And I would tell them I, w- I had been using Kratom. And I received nothing but understanding and support from the people in those rooms and encouragement. And I don't think I could have done it without them. And of course, I, I also, as you know, attend a uh, quitting Kratom support and awareness group that meets on uh, via Zoom on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And those people understand what Kratom is. And, you know, Kratom is a different drug, as you know, most of the drugs of, of abuse are, but it is really unusual. And there's not, there's not a Kratom Anonymous. Uh, there's no 12-step in it. So although I'm a, a avid believer and, uh, and a, an individual who recovered from, you know, hopeless state of mind, body, and spirit through the 12 steps, there are a lot of people that have never heard of it and never gone through the 12 steps and don't know that as a solution. Um, so, um, but, you know, in the quitting crime support group, we also learned that, and I learned through the subreddit and the other people in, in this group, uh, the quitting crime support group is that 
there's kind of a mind-body connection that isn't talked about in the 12 steps. And so we talk a lot about exercise and the importance of exercise and the importance of getting out and doing things, even though create a withdrawal makes you want to just lay in bed all day. Changing your habits to create good habits, good nutrition, good sleep, exercise, connection with other people. Uh, those are important aspects of recovering from kratom addiction. My home group was Crystal Meth Anonymous. And so I had been not honest with them and I'd been, you know, representing that I'd been sober. And I announced at the meeting that I had been using kratom, you know, and it was again in May of 2022 after my wife had found my, my kilo and I understood and accepted and encouraged and they and they said, you know, even though it's a, a crystal meth anonymous meaning, it was like, well, you know, glad you're here. Just keep coming back and keep work, you know, and encouraging me to stay with it. And I got my 30 day coin again and my 60 day coin again, you know, and it, and each time I was, you know, uh, supported and applauded because anybody that's experienced addiction and knows what it's like to be an addict knows that this it's a disease, folks. It's not, nobody wants this. Nobody wants it. And so anytime that we get any recovery, we applaud each other and, and encourage each other because it is a cunning, baffling, and powerful disease and, and it will destroy you. So it, it really was helpful to have not only that group, but the other group with the announcing the sobriety dates. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm glad you had such a good experience. I, you know, I'm a 12 step person too. I mean, I have a sponsor, work the steps. Um, I, I did a lot of the same things. You know, I was coming in and out of my home group for a couple of years using Kratom off and on. And I've, you know, picked up chips over it. And I'm fortunate, you know, I, I've even shared openly that what I was struggling with, you know what I mean? And they've been really supportive. I, I've had a positive experience with, you know, AA, at least for me. So glad to hear. Yeah. And I like that you use the different things, you know, you've got like the quitting Kratom support group. I see you on the WhatsApp thread, you know, um, yep. saw you at the Wednesday night meeting a couple of weeks ago. You've got your 12 step, you know, programs. Then you're talking about, you know, like exercise. I mean, it's like, it's like a holistic, yep. you know, viewpoint to, you know, there's no one way that anybody has to do this or there's no one thing mm -hmm. that works. I think a little bit of this and a little bit of that, especially because it's Kratom and it's not identified specifically in any way in, in any program, really. I think that helps a lot. So, you know, and I use it all and, and I need it all. It's um, prayer, the meditation. You know, the daily meditation is just where I, I just quiet my mind and sit still and for 20 minutes just focus on my breath and watch those crazy thoughts come in and out. And and it just it's amazing because when you do your meditation, you may not feel the results or the benefits immediately after the meditation. But I notice it later in the day, even that things will arise in, in my day to day life where it, it can be really annoying and frustrating. And instead of reacting with uh, anger and frustration, I can just be the observer and and I don't have to react to it. <laughs> I can take a more calm approach. And that was not true when I was on Kratom. I had some instances of rage that um, were just awful. Of course, you're under constant stress with having to use Kratom every yeah. few hours and and what it does to your body and mind. It's just, it's horrible. So I'm glad those days are past. 
Absolutely. And it's so good to hear how well you're doing at seven months. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I mean, yeah. it's not like this takes 10 years of recovery. You know what I mean? No. To feel, I mean, relief. No. So, you know, how, what was that like? When do you think you started kind of feeling like, oh, you know, wow. It took, it took a while. It was like a little, it was beyond 90 days. And, and, it, and then it just gradually improved after that. So I'd say at about 120 days. And then at the six month mark, I really was like, wow, this is, this, you know, this is, my life has improved dramatically. And so in June, which was just after, well, it was close to my six month even, because that wouldn't have been until July 3rd, uh, we took a trip to Pennsylvania, visit my folks. We drove there and uh, we stopped in Columbus, Ohio. And then on the way back, we went, my wife and I drove down to Savannah, Georgia, and then to Jekyll Island, Georgia. And then coming back, we stopped in Chattanooga and then drove back to St. Louis. And it was just great. I didn't have to worry about packing Kratom or running out of Kratom or not being able to sleep or, you know, having all these issues of just being dead tired and what's wrong with you? Why are you so low? And I didn't have any of that. And then we flew up to Seattle to visit my son, had, had a wonderful time and then took a trip down to, uh, to Arkansas. And, you know, it's just an amazing thing. Those things that I told you about before were the narrowing of interests. Now I, We've actually, my, my uh, nephew's getting married in the fall, and uh, we've got another friend whose uh, son is getting married in December. And I said to my wife, why don't we take some dance lessons? You know, instead of just doing the box dance, why don't we, you know, learn some different things? So we've been taking dance lessons. A friend of mine who's also in the program has a dance studio. It's been a real, it's been, it's not easy, but it's it's been a treat. And I'm looking forward to you know, getting those weddings and doing a few steps out there on the floor and, you know, doing a little twirl action with my wife. And it also builds our relationship. And, you know, to be able to go on these trips with her and enjoy each other's company and really enjoy life, it's just been like night and day. Um, Krista really has. And I'm very grateful for that. Sounds like you have a lot of freedom today. <laughs> That's what I'm kind of yeah. hearing, you know, like the narrowing of how life was and how expansive is it is now with everything you're doing. I think that's amazing. It really it brings, is. Brings a lot of hope, you know, to anybody listening about the, you know, the change that can happen. I mean, it's definitely worth quitting. It, it's crazy. You know, and I, looking back on it, it's like, why did I wait so long? But you know, there's this, there's this thing in, in my mind that was like, oh, I can't go through those withdrawals right now. Um, I, I've got something coming up. There's this coming, you know, there's something that we got this, this planned or that planned, or I've got this at work I got to do. So I can't do it now. God, if I would have just bitten the bullet and just taken the time I needed to, to stop it back then, it A, probably would have been a lot easier to get off of it. And B, I would have had all that time that I could have been enjoying my life instead of struggling and lying and, and the fear associated with being found out. You know, I'd think about, well, what if I ended up in the hospital and I needed to be and they needed to keep me there? And I was, you know, then I'm going to go through Kratom withdrawals. My God, you know, then what? The, and then what if if something happened to me and my, you know, my wife comes into my room and, oh, I've got bags of Kratom hidden all over the place. And here it's, you know, this guy that she thought she knew and loved for years has now been lying to her the whole time. You know, it just and it just eats up your your self-respect and your self-esteem. And you tell yourself over and over, I'm going to quit tomorrow. I'm going to quit today. This is the last day. This is all I'm going to take. And then it doesn't happen. 
and then you keep using and then you tell everybody I'm going to quit and then you don't. And it's just, you know, if you had a friend that, that told you they were going to do something and over and over again, they, they lied to you like that, you know, you'd kind of lose faith in them. <laughs> and what's worse about it is you actually lose faith in yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so anybody that's struggling with it out now, you know, now I, I just say, just, you know, just take that step. Just, just do what you can to quit and, and, it, and it may, and just keep trying and get whatever support you need. If it's in the groups, if it's in the 12 step meetings, if it's in, you know, whatever group you join or even joining us at the quitting Kramer support group, you know, just we're here to help you and, and do whatever you can because you may not, you know, if you're anything like me, you may not realize the damage that you're doing to yourself. And there's just a whole new world out there waiting for you to really learn and explore and experience. You know, my wife said when she's, when she encouraged me to quit and she's kind of the unsung hero in my life, she said, you know, I hope this is it for you. And if you get clean and sober, I think the whole sky will open up for you and you'll realize just how beautiful you really are. You know, I, I won't forget that. I get emotional even saying it now because uh, I think that's uh, I think that's something that everyone has an opportunity to enjoy if they can just get off of, of Kratom and they will see it just as I've seen it in my life. You know what I mean? There's probably not going to be a right time or planning for it or this or that. I mean, we just got to make a decision and do it. But- well, you know it. And, and that's why I'm here. You know, I wouldn't be doing this if my life hadn't changed dramatically. I wouldn't be encouraging others. And if I didn't have a realization of how difficult it is to really stop. But once you stop and you get past those things and, and what helped me in those early days of withdrawal is just the realization that I had to suffer through this. And it was for me, it was severe mental and physical anguish. And I just had to suffer through it. And I wasn't you know, going to try to avoid it or go take another substance to get around it. You know, it was just something I had to live through and work through. But once you do that and 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 accept it, it does get better. It takes takes a while, but after two after the initial two weeks, I started feeling better, and then gradually you start feeling better, and it just is gradual. But once once you get past that sixty ninety day mark, wow, mm-hmm. you're like, why didn't I do this before? Because now I see the damage it was done. Now I see how the opportunities in my life were passing me by and I didn't even recognize it. And the relationships, you know, how can I have a loving and caring relationship with somebody when I'm not honest with them? And how can I do that even with myself? So my best advice to anybody is to do it now. Do it right now. <laughs> Just get I off like of it. it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I feel like, I, I mean, you know, the amount of time I was on Kratom versus the amount of time I've abstained from Kratom are not the same. You know what I mean? Like the body repairs itself much quicker than sometimes the amount of time that we were out there using. And, you know, and I wasn't afraid to get medical help either. I think, you know, I think uh, the medical community understands that addiction is, a, I mean, we're in the United States for crying out loud. You don't think they recognize that addiction is a problem for people? You know, yeah, and and they there are treatment options for people that uh, that have the addiction. So, and the literature is is growing. If you look at the PubMed website, you'll see that the literature in, in uh, the medical community has has grown rapidly from where it was uh, just a few years ago. 
And it continues to grow because there are more and more incidents of people showing up in emergency rooms and in hospitals because of this drug. Um, I think it's, I mean, the one thing I, I just hear when you're talking is like, you know, this is a safe herbal supplement to be used for a little bit of energy or pain relief. You know, this is, this is characteristic. I mean, this Kratom has the characteristics of alcohol, drugs, anything else out there, narcotic wise. You know what I mean? Like it, people get to that point. I mean, the same way yep. I was when I was, I wasn't doing activities unless I could drink while I was doing them or before or after them or whatever with drugs, you know, like, I mean, the narrowing of your life, like everything you said for us is like characteristic progression, um, tolerance, all of it, you know, so I'm glad we're, I'm glad this podcast, you know, is, is going on. I'm glad people are coming on and sharing their stories. I'm glad, you know, the, the groups exist so we can, you know, get some education out there and get people to share their experiences because this is just definitely not being sold for truth. <laughs> you no, know, no, it's, it's a huge lie, you know, and, and like, like many of, you know, things in, in our society, you know, it's, yep. um, you know, you see is, and I, I think of it similar to booze, you know, some, some people can drink, you know, my wife is, she can have a glass of wine or two and stop and, uh, with no consequences, but that Kratom, it, you know, if, when you start using it day in and day out and over a period of time, you become addicted to it. And it, and it's, and there's no, you know, they, they don't have to tell you in advance that, hey, this is an addictive drug and you're going to have a hard time getting off of it. And there may be serious medical consequences you're not aware of. Well, right. guess what? they're not going to tell you that. They just show a picture of a, a woman, you know, a, you know, lifting weights or doing her yoga and advertise it as a pre-workout and nothing can be further from the truth. Right. I've seen I've seen situations where people lose their lose their house, lose their apartment, lose their cars, lose their job, lose their, you know, the, their friends and family. It's just is, it's just sad all because of their Kratom use. And it's just has a whole, I know a woman is, was living in her car last month because of her Kratom use. And it's just sad. I'm glad that you guys are doing this podcast to grow the awareness of of what can happen. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up today? I mean, thank you for everything you said. I, I think it was uh, amazing. To let people know that you can get off of it. And uh, and once you do, your life will expand and and you will get to really enjoy life. And it's, and it's just waiting there for you. And if you ever uh, feel a need to join us uh, at quittingcreatum.org or we're there Wednesdays and Saturdays, uh, we have a, a Zoom. So um, thank you again, Chris. I really appreciate all your efforts in putting this podcast together. Thanks, Fritz, for coming on and sharing everything. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Kratom in the headlines. Today, I've got an article from the News Tribune. It was published Wednesday, August 9th of this year and written by Julia Marnin. The news article tells the story of a father. Um, his name was Patrick Coyne. He lived in Castle Rock, Washington, and he was found by his wife unresponsive in his living room on June 28, 2020. 
His official cause of death was listed as the toxic effects of kratom by the Cowlitz County Coroner. And the article goes on to say that a Cowlitz County jury has awarded the wife and children two and a half million dollars in damages after his wife filed a wrongful death lawsuit. Now, the jury found Society Botanicals LLC, which sold the Kratom product Patrick used and does business as Kratom Divine, and company owner Wendy Rook liable in connection with his death. And the significant thing about this article is that this is the first jury verdict in a civil claim for damages against a Kratom manufacturer or distributor in the United States. The article did say she had previously told McClatchy News her company had been selling the Kratom product with no adverse reactions reported other than a couple of people vomiting. You know, you're seeing more and more of this. That is the Kratom in the headlines this week. All right, everybody, this week we've got the resources of the week. I say resources because there's a lot of great Kratom-specific meetings that have popped up that we wanted to highlight for everybody. So I think over the last couple weeks, um, I know in my episode I talked a little bit about some programs I used, and then Krista and Charlie have talked about 12-step and a few others, but there's some real Kratom-specific meetings that if you want to check out or are looking for to augment your program or just want to start a program, maybe one of these would be right for you. So Wednesdays and Saturdays, there's a Quitting Kratom-specific um, meeting. And then on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, um, this is tied to the Quitting Kratom Support Facebook group. There is another um, online meeting available. And then we've had a guest or two that have already talked about Quitting Feel Free, which is a specific Kratom product. They've got their own meeting that they started out of a subreddit group that they spun off. Um, that is on Wednesdays at 8.30 Eastern Time. And then affiliated with the Dopey podcast, and that's Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So um, all these links will be provided in the show notes, and you can check them out. But um, if you're looking for a, a meeting to check out or, or want to get connect with some other folks that are going through the same thing and on their way to recovering from Kratom, go ahead and check out one of those meetings. Mm-hmm. 